0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, non-binary pals and a technical rainbow in between, this is, Jesus Christ, fucking wonky as fuck. I'm gonna have to fix ten that seconds, in a second. Ten
1: seconds in, and it's already a shit show.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but this is meter Wrestling Podcast, and with me as, uh, you fucked me up, Dak, you fucked me up. This is Majomita Wrestling Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Rider Gas and with me as always is my tag team partner.
1: The Vacuuminator! and
0: I have shelves now. He does have shelves now. I do. They're very nice. I spent a while on them. There. No, oh,
1: why are you doing that? I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I can't I can't see though. I'm, I'm like a few God. seconds behind on the replay.
0: No, my my camera just Keeps leaning over slowly and surely. It's trying to like slowly get out of frame. Yeah, no. I can see that now. What the heck?
1: Live everybody. I don't I don't know why it's doing this. Maybe tighten uh... one of the joints on the on the tripod or whatever?
0: It's not on a tripod. It's on a stack of fucking DVDs. What the hell? Hold on. Keep them, keep them entertained. I'm gonna be talking too, but like, uh, so yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, what do you want me to just jump into the card or?
0: I mean, we could talk a little bit. It's like, hey, we we there was some wrestling this week. Wrestling. Yeah.
1: One thing we uh we missed uh or rather chose not to talk about last week was a two point show the AEW games stream that happened immediately following last week's Dynamite.
0: Um, the camera's fixed. I'm good. We're good now. Hey, nice. Uh, <laughs> riveting content going. for the audio podcast that we just started for MMWP. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts, except like Apple, because it's not there yet for some reason. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. Yeah, go listen
1: to us on Spotify, folks. Or if you are listening to us on Spotify, hi, uh, keep
0: following us and uh, listening to us on Spotify. Yes. And also other places. Where, wherever you can really. Like, subscribe, um, hey, so, so hey, comments on the channel. Smash yeah, that fucking like button. <laughs> um
1: But on Two Point Show, we uh had an interview segment between uh Kip Sabian and Kenny Omega. Um basically Kip being a little salty and being like, I like video games, I'm a streamer. Why wasn't I on the first AEW game stream? and you're shit like, at video games. Yeah, that. And he was also kind of like, eh, it was supposed to be all the people who are actually working on the AEW games. You're then just a gamer. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but... Kip did have a lot of uh questions cold from the AEW audience uh and uh we basically went over a few key talking points about the coming AAA game uh which uh, not AAA wrestling but AAA video game title terms and stuff. Um we learned that the story mode uh oh they they basically went over the story of how they got to um Gata the uh No Mercy guy who's now working on the AEW game. Uh basically uh Kenny went to visit the studio in Japan where the where No Mercy was developed. Uh and there were only like one or two guys from that original team still there. But they were both they were all like really excited, like, oh we love to work on a new wrestling game, that's great. Um and Kenny's like, Yeah, it's yeah, great, where's Gata <laughs> I don't care about you, chuckle fucks. I, I assume he was nice to them, but that's kind of the tone this story off. Uh,
0: he he um, said chuckle fucking Japanese. <laughs> yes, uh, but he
1: he uh, or he got even better. On, yeah, he says the whole sentence
0: and then says chuckle fucking English.
1: Uh, but he got Gatosan's contact information, had a private meeting with him, and eventually they brought him on board. It was, it was pretty simple as that. Um, they uh, mentioned that the game will have a create-a-character mode. Uh, he went over like how integral that is to a wrestling game experience now, and like he even
0: said, like, yeah, you'll be able to create wrestlers from other promotions in on the game. Um, All the WWE stars that you want to actually have fun with. In a game that's not buggy, you can make them.
1: I can't wait to make Becky Lynch AEW World Champion. <laughs> um, he uh he said that the uh, actual style of how the gameplay works is a is like right in between an arcade style and a simulation of actual wrestling combat because, um. He grew up on the whole arcade style with No Mercy and things like that, but he also acknowledges that simulation is the standard now, and they want to keep it kind of familiar for people who have only played more modern games.
0: Hey, uh, we didn't make this announcement, uh, but can you tell the people that I'll probably be bouncing?
1: Sure. Uh, Bo- Boingo's got to go take care of some personal stuff. I'll just keep running down things uh, while he's gone. Um they basically said uh that there's not going to be a release date until they're sure the game won't be buggy at release uh and he kind of threw some shade at uh obviously the most recent WWE triple uh AAA title and um then uh also uh Cyberpunk 2077 which has been a bit of a mess from what I've heard but I don't play that many video games. Um And he also said that there will definitely be DLC for the game. And I imagine that's something like anyone who's not on the roster during development but, like, debuts very close to the game coming out, it'll be like, we're going to do DLC to get them in there. Stuff like that. Um, uh, There's also supposed to be, like, a really robust uh, system for implementing uh, people's movesets and whatnot in the creator character thing, which sounds uh, neat and interesting. And, like, they touched on uh the games we like there's moves from now that weren't even around back then and figuring out how to get them into a wrestling video game that's kind of like no mercy kind of like raw versus smackdown kind of like all these these games we grew up on on liked. it's a little difficult that's a little weird and that's what's making the game take so long but they are working on it very hard and trying to make it as good as it can possibly be are you so- back
0: uh, I gotta go do some things real quick. Do you want to keep talking, or do you want to go to the Be Right Back screen? Let's go Be Right Back. Okay. We'll be right back. Sorry, guys. Life, Real life shit just happens sometimes. if, it'd help if my uh, my camera was working. (laughs) Let's give it a moment. Let's give it a moment. Let's just see how this works. Let's just see how this goes down. Yeah.
1: Is there a podcast or isn't there? That is to be Decided.
0: icon on the stream now yeah so you're on right now your camera's up oh okay hi everybody eh, we'll just I give like
1: it a- that you like that nice the nice modular media flag I had made for the summit that never it's going to be a big... Re- it's going it, to... It will still happen. It's just... There's no date at the moment. Because things are delayed. Because COVID. Because COVID is the... the not to be a stereotypical Facebook post, but COVID is the worst thing in the history of forever. Um, yeah, I had that commission. It was going to be a big surprise on the opening uh, ceremony stream. Uh, but, uh... I don't know. It's a background thing
0: now. Yeah, like yeah. The the app I'm using on my phone's not wanting to connect. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it like this. Yeah, shit. Oh boy, live everybody. Yeah. Hmm mm, oh, mm, oh, mm,
1: mm, mm. hmm mm-hmm. audio content, really.
0: It very much so.
1: Mm. That's the other great thing about us being on Spotify is now we can make uh one of Russell Talk's most overused Quizzle Mania jokes. You're gonna truncate the silence and it'll just randomly be BAH
0: right there in the middle. I, what the fuck is going on with this? It would never, I... did it, like it, it was never this bad? Oh, oh, god. it always connected.
1: Well, it was a good run.
0: I didn't even, like... I didn't even, like, take it off the app. No, you just let it fall asleep. There's your problem. No, my phone was still on.
1: Okay, that's fucking...
0: Hold on. <clears throat> doot. 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 That's not what I want.
1: You want to just close the stream
0: and start over? Do you want a full do over? No. I am doing this and we're fucking doing it like this. Fuck off. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Warts and all. Fuck it.
1: The worst version welcome everybody to m m w p where nothing matters and the points are fucking stupid
0: what the fu- mm mm mm
1: Some, that's some tasty bullshit over there. Yeah. Oh, he's doing something. He's doing something, everybody. I'm
0: you doing... can't see it,
1: but I can. He's doing something.
0: I'm figuring something out.
1: It's just gonna end with you, like, making some kind of bizarre tinfoil connection between your phone and the computer. And it all looks extremely jury
0: rigged and Billbilly-esque. I mean, it's 90% of the shit I do. You've said it, not me!
1: The worst part is, like i don't mind suffering through this to get to eventually get to talk about wrestling but the zen Kyder press conference is going on right now and i can't look at that because if i start looking at it i won't be able to stop
0: <laughs> is that it is is it just because those shit isn't running I don't know.
1: Maybe, probably, definitely, absolutely. All, all of those options. And the ones you haven't even considered too. All options are available to you in this infinite reality we call modular media.
0: Hmm.
1: It's an other space, a space between spaces, real um where life is death and death is life and up is down and left is right and we are all together cuckoo kachoo and all that and more on this week's edition of the twilight zone that's all i got for that babe. I'm tempted to start roasting your background but I know you might actually get interested and in start talking in s- about something and then you won't fix the problem
0: <laughs> I think I don't know what happened I think my computer just lost the driver somehow because I'm not seeing what? it in the task manager and it says like yeah no these need to be running background process and it's like they're not there that can happen I don't think so but what the fuck dude
1: get some live viewers on this show eventually. There's not even a chat for me to talk to right now. No. I mean there is, but it's fucking empty.
0: That's because we're fucking nobodies. Do I do but I have to make that joke again? Nobody cares about us, Back.
1: We are literally, nobody's watching wrestling. I'll be here all week, fucks. Copyright, am I getting us flagged right now?
0: Probably.
1: (laughs) That was forty six seconds. There's that. He said knowing very well that he can get flagged Mm -hmm. for that. What is um what's this one?
0: Snap that. Okay. There we go. Now it's fucking back up. Is it? Yes. Actually, are we live? Yes, we are live. Okay, I guess I'm going to move stream the stream for a third time. It's the same link.
1: It's, it's turning into a
0: fun thread, though. Um, should we just launch into Dynamite, then? Let's... I want to give it just a second to make sure everything's running fine. Oh God, dude! <laughs> dude. How many problems <laughs> have we had? Is it not it fair so to give it like so a half problems. a minute to make I sure don't... no gremlins pop up? You okay there?
1: I just want to watch the Zenkaiju trailer, dude.
0: Here's the thing. This is so shit. I think we, it'd be best if we just like went like right now and went, "My, This is Modern Media Wrestling Podcast. We've had a bad night making this. This is probably the only segment that we're gonna keep up. Vac is miserable. I'm sorry, Vac. This is the worst night of my life. Shit just happens. And I went, and I got covered in glue an
1: hour before I had to go to a New Year's Eve party once.
0: So we're just, we've talked about some things. We talked about Two Point Show. We've talked about Impact. We talked about the beef. I'm gonna try. And salvage as much as I can. And just edit it together and have an MMWP. Um, And
1: God have mercy on your soul.
0: It's three fucking videos. Ain't that bad. It's a problem to be solved and tackled.
1: Says the guy who has all day
0: to do shit like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you not want me to do that?
1: No, I I just wanted to talk about this sling and go to bed. That's what I wanted when I came home today. This was a good day. After weeks of looking, I finally found a lightning collection SPD 2 pack that didn't have fucked up paint on the figures. And I was really happy about that. And I finally got my first extreme set fucking action figure photography background in the mail. I was really I was really jazzed. I was like, all right, I'm ready to start opening figures again. I'm going to get back into figure photography this weekend. It's going to be a good time. Oh, Battlefront 2 for free? Yeah, I'll take that and do that this weekend too. Oh, wow. I'm a happy boy. I'm going to talk about wrestling now. And then Boingo the
0: Rider happened. No. The shit Boingle Rider owns happened. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. I will allow you that distancing.
0: Because apparently the drivers updated when I wasn't paying attention and like it worked for the first part and then never again. So I had to mm-hmm. <sighs> But we opened Dynamite with uh, a match I thought was gonna be much later on the card with Eddie Kingston and Pock.
1: The bastard.
0: Yeah. Uh this was a crazy match. I did
1: ask while we were getting uh FTR versus Jurassic Express first. So when we went right into this, I was like, okay, shit, sit up and pay attention. Cause this is a match that we've been building to for literal months. Yeah. And like on the same level as the main event of this show which i guess is kind of the point this show is bookended by matches they've been building for months um and uh it was a hella good match uh nothing nothing super special i thought but just really good character work from both guys and how pack is the relentless brute who's just gonna keep beating on you no matter what and how Eddie
0: Kingston is the crazy man who can totally take it, even though he looks like he couldn't. Yeah, no, this was this was fun. I really like the angle that they had at the end with uh, Pack getting the brutalizer, basically showing like, "Hey, yeah, no, in this feud, I was kind of the babyface." I'm still a dick because he uh, he
1: won by hitting. Uh... Eddie with a black arrow and then pinning him. And then immediately after the bell was rung, he was just like, Alright, get up, motherfucker, you're in the brutalizer now. And and the referee was like, No, stop. Um, and the family got in the ring and they started trying to start shit. There was a big standoff, and then uh Lance the Pants Archer came in with Jake Snake Roberts, uh, and they ran them off. And uh
0: Lance just uh stared down Pack and basically went, Dude, get your shit together, and then he left. Yep, building a possible uh, match with them. That's going to be fun. Oh, hell yeah. Um, really interesting, because they, they filmed this
1: like the night after New Year's Smash Night one, apparently. Um, most of this show, at least. Uh, so, I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but Lance Archer shaved off all his hair. So, I'm interested to see what bald Lance Archer no, looks no, no. like next week. That was a weave. Really? Yeah, that blonde and red's a weave. Oh, shit.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Still, interesting to see what he looks like next
0: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But next we have, uh... No, wait, I entered the first one. Bring it up.
1: Uh, we had The Kentucky Gentleman, Chuck Taylor, with Orange Cassidy versus The Best Man, Miro, with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. If Chuck loses, he will be Miro's young boy until after the wedding. And, uh... Yeah, this was just a... This is the squash Miro has been needing since he debuted. Oh, very nice, okay. Because, so. um, like, Miro has had squash matches to try and build him, but they've always been just a little off. Like, he's had just a little ring rust. Just not quite there yet. And then in this one, Chuck starts getting a little in, in um, offense in, and then Miro just immediately fucks his ass off. Oh, it looks yeah. like a... Perfect, awesome brute.
0: Uh, uh, uh goddamn, my camera keeps. I'll just let it go. Uh, but like, Chuck got some in at first. Like, it wasn't yeah. immediate squash, but just just that one moment, and Mira was like, "Nope, you lose now." For what it's worth, uh, your camera looks fine on the stream playback yeah. for me. It it just. Visual, you know, you know how when you have a talk on a piece of technology and it res- and echoes your voice like one second later, and um, it jams and you. Can't what? Yeah, yeah it's you just can't it. yeah, no, it's just jamming. My visually is jamming me when it. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. Nah, it's fine. Uh but it 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 fixed itself. I, it just happens every once in a while. It's just I think. Uh yeah also commentary was talking about uh chucky t being uh, miro's butler probably because that easier to explain to an american audience instead of having to explain yeah. a young boy and then explain. easy
1: to explain to a casual wrestling fan even because young because like as much as people try to talk about it like it's common now japanese wrestling terminology is still kind of like a hardcore wrestling knowledge in the west thing
0: yeah And even then, like, there's nuance that many Americans don't get, because it's like, it's not just that they're young and they're learning, it's that they're genuinely being taught and that kind of shit, and it's a dojo system, which is a completely different idea than American wrestling schools and that kind of thing. Like, the most people know is the young boys in New Japan, which are the Young Lions, and they just get fucking, uh, uh, Brutalized by the dude who likes One Piece. I can't remember his name. R- R- Hiroshi Tanahashi does no. he like One Piece as well as Common Rider? No, no, no. It's the it's the dude who wears trunks, shaves his head in weird patterns, and look like it looks like he'll shit you. up. Oh, I know
1: who you're talking about. Uh, Suzuki. Oh. Suzuki. Yes, Suzuki. The Spider Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suzuki. The scary Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look. I say that because I literally <coughs> only know him from iPatch Wolf's video.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh he just des- he described him as like a spider that picks apart its victims. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but uh Miro does eventually win this match by uh getting Chuck to tap out to the game over. And the segment ends with like a gang of goblins. Miro, Kip, and Penelope all picking Chuck off and dragging him to the back while Orange Cassidy just slowly gets in the ring and takes off his sunglasses and looks on in despair. Oh no, one of my friends is in the hospital and now the other one is
0: being held hostage. Oh man, we're gonna get some beautiful comedy segments out of all that though. And in the meantime, you sir, you are gonna get
1: treated to punished Orange Cassidy. (sighs)
0: Give like I just want him to wear an eye patch for no reason. Yes. Just no reason. And he goes full Orange Cassidy. Like he just gives no more shits. This is the dumbest fantasy booker thing ever, but like just imagine
1: at the wedding, Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, and John Moxley all show up in military fatigues, all wearing eye patches. <laughs>
0: Wait, wait! I'm doing this. No, 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 I'm doing this. I'm supposed. (laughs) You're supposed to be Ocelot. I'm supposed to be Snake. Who am I supposed to be?
1: You're. uh, What's his name from the? You're Raiden.
0: (laughs) I don't want to be Raiden. He gets his ass touched by the president of the United States. Too bad. Too bad. That's a real fucking. That's a real cutscene from that
1: game. I know. No. Yeah. Now, now go backstage, Trent, and let Tony Khan touch your ass.
0: And ask if you were actually a man. (laughs) You're a man? Whoa. Uh, But next, we have uh, a continuation of the Matt Hardy and uh, Private Party stuff. Where uh, basically, Hardy Party is backstage, and and Dasha's asking, hey, how's your... How's how's it being uh, a new like newly minted managed by Matt Hardy, and private Party tries to hype it up. It's like yeah, so much so much experience, all this like it's great to be around Matt Hardy, and then they just break down. It's like it's fucking bullshit. He's taking all our money. It's it, we signed the contract. We didn't read it. We're dumb. This is like fuck him, and Matt's going like hey hey, I'm I'm giving you a lot of good service. I'm doing a lot of good for you, and they just look at him and go like. It just feels like you're kind of a money-sucking carny.
1: And Matt gets so fucking pissed off. <laughs> he just immediately launches into this, like, angry, drunk stepdad rant <laughs> of, like, they don't care about you. I'm the only one who cares about you. I'm no one cares about me. I learned that all when I busted my head open.
0: Shut up. This interview's over. Hey, Everyone over...
1: And it was hilarious and awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially with, like, remember, part of this new version of Matt Hardy is heavily predicated on the idea of, I'm getting old, I need money to take care of my family for the future. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's money-grubbing, but for, like, four kids and a wife and a brother who has a drug problem. Doesn't he have another one on the way? Yeah, he has three boys and he's going to have one girl. Oh, did they announce that as a girl? Yes. Uh, it was okay. a, It was a, on an Instagram post. Matt Hardy posted, like, uh, we already have four on Team Boy. It's only fair to get one more on Team Girl. Mm-hmm. So. I mean,
1: Jeff's got two daughters,
0: so. Yeah.
1: Even the odds. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we uh, go back to the ring, and the Inner Circle come out to announce their New Year's resolution. Uh... Jericho just basically goes, "Okay, who? We all know why we're here. Who wants to start?" And Hager immediately just, like the most gym bro, gym bro, just goes,
0: Chips! yeah!" And Jericho's like, "That's a good start. I like that." Um, I love how I love how Hager's kind of like, the like, it's like the Avengers having to deal with the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> it's all right, cool, buddy. Uh, yeah, sure, peanut butter sandwich. Let's get you a peanut butter sandwich, man. Don't piss him off, don't piss him off, don't piss him off, don't piss him Wait off. Wait a
1: minute.
0: With how this
1: segment ends up going, does that make Sammy Guevara four? No. That makes Sammy
0: Guevara fucking Rick Jones.
1: Yes. Um. <laughs> Clank. But, anyways. Uh, <laughs> MG. M- M- God damn it! MJF <laughs> says he wants to keep strengthening his bonds with the group, and that we can all agree that fat people suck. Like just the most random, blatant. I I want heel heat right now. Fucking line. It's hilarious, and I love how the entire inner circle just kind of goes, like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah. Um. Uh, Jericho says he wants to win the tag belts with MJF, and then Santana is immediately like uh excuse the fuck out of you we're the tag what we're the tag team (coughs) we're look at me look at me jericho i'm the tag team i'm the tag team now and jericho and sammy um mjf tries to calm everyone down uh and then uh sammy's basically like um no. Jericho's a tag team slut. Yeah, no, it legitimately no, no. He, what he said. We were
0: uh, we were La Sex gods. Then you said you were gonna team with team up with Hager and get the tag belts, and our team with MJF? Yeah, no, you're a tag team slut. And everybody and like doing everybody whatever lost it it. takes to get to the top of those rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody kinda lost it at that. But like there's other there was other good uh uh your New Year's resolutions. Outside of that, like uh, Ortiz was going like, "Yeah, no, I want to perfect some of my grandma's cooking." Mm. I was like, "Oh, that's nice."
1: Yeah, Ortiz is a good boy. I like it when he gets in
0: the camera and shouts about how he's the best. Um, they need uh, they need Foo Fighters to sing them out on a big pay per view. No,
1: no, Neil Cicerega.
0: Neil Cicerega's version of the best.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. But then uh, everyone basically just starts fighting. Sammy and MJF are going at it again. And uh, Jericho basically goes, all right, all right. Next week, we're having a freeway match, freeway tag team match to decide who is the official tag team of the Inner Circle. It's going to be me and MJF, uh, Santana Ortiz, and Sammy, whoever you want to team up with. And Sammy goes, all right, I'm teaming with Jake. We're going to be Sammy Hager. And Jericho's like, that's funny. And, and Sammy just goes, why is that funny? Because he's a fucking child.
0: Yeah. Uh, because people, who, if you don't know, Sammy Hager was the second singer for Van Halen. mhm In the 90s. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, with the fucking rock nerd that he is, that, that joke was jer- was. Just completely Jericho's idea.
0: Like, they were talking about doing a tag... Like, an internal tag team tournament, and they were going, like, okay, do this, do this. Uh, you and... Uh, Jake, you and Samuel, go, wait a second, your name... Sammy. Hager. Why haven't we done this before? And then oh. everybody goes, like, what? Sammy Hager. Who? Like, I have... I mean? guarantee you that was gen- that was probably the first reaction any of them had when he brought it up. Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Jake Hager, it took him a second, but he got it. And it's like, oh, Sammy Hager! Ah, yeah.
1: so yeah, this, course, whole
0: segment, yeah. this whole segment, I liked it.
1: Uh, good characterization for most of the Inner Circle. I'm looking forward to the tag match next week. But uh, what about him?
0: What about Wardlow? Our boy Wardlow? Because I have Don't a feeling... Here's the thing. We have like a small list of wrestlers that we go like, they're our boy. Will Hobbs. Wardlow. Orange Cassidy's my boy, and I'm pretty sure he's kind of your boy. I like Orange Cassidy. I wouldn't call him my boy. Alan Angels is my boy. What What are some of your boys? I think at this point, John Silver... He's pretty much my boy. I mean, John Silver's... Uh, like, I love John Silver, too. John Silver's my boy. Austin brother. Gunn. Oh, yeah. All I yeah. like Austin I want. Um, fucking Peter
1: Avalon. Uh, dude, just cracked me up.
0: But, yeah. yeah. Those are my... Those are my jobber babies, as I'll call them now. Speaking of uh, some jobber babies, Alex Marvez is backstage talking to Dark Order, basically going... <laughs> What you gave me the perfect fucking segue? No, no, A plus. It just caught me off guard. Uh, basically, talking to Zark Order, going, "Hey, do you want to tell the audience what we're going to be doing with you from now on?" And they went like, "Yeah, we're gonna be good guys. We're you gonna know our
1: characters from being the elite." Those are now our characters in all of AEW.
0: Yeah, basically saying like, "Hey, we want to honor the the spirit of Brody Lee and how good of a person he is. We want to be good guys." And honestly, what I would love for the Dark Order to do from now on is basically be good, wholesome, goofy, goofy goofs, but just keep the air of a weird, creepy cult. So no, no, no. here's the thing.
1: Crazily, this works perfectly, because the Dark Order started off as a legitimate cult surrounding this personality, who they claimed was, like, the greatest person ever. And now that he's dead, we know backstage he was legitimately the greatest person ever. So this works perfectly
0: for them to become babyfaces trying to honor his spirit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like keep the air, keep the weird creepy tentacle logo, keep the name Dark Order, keep all that stuff. And so when a person when they first go to a person who's like, hey, do you want to join the Dark Order? They go like, Why would I wanna join a group called the Dark Order where that purple tentacle monster is your logo? You look like an evil weird sex cult. No, dude, we're just we're just a bunch
1: of cool guys who hang out in our lair and lift weights all the time. We're we're a bunch of bros. And like the thing is as the audience, we know that's
0: true. Yep. Yeah. And my camera decided total- to we're just going to we're just going to keep the camera on you for right now. Oh my god. I don't know what's going on. Cuz on my on this it's it, it's good. So I don't know it's Awesome up here. Uh, but uh, should I just take the lead now? Um, you know what? I fu- this is already a shit show. I'll be right back. Yeah, I think the USB just got a little wiggled, so we're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just I just needed a second to check it, and I I was just uh. Needed to piss. I it was distracting me. The amount of piss I needed to piss. All right. So getting back to this Dark Order segment. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, they are teaming up with uh, Hangman next week doing a match. Did you forget who he was? No, I just couldn't think of the name. I knew like Face was there, Person was there. I was like. Name. pretty cowboy 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 shit yeah cowboy yes. fertilizer and they basically said like hey are you gonna join us you you know what we're about now we're we're not we're not gonna be weird creepy people we just want to hang out help each other and be supportive do you want to and John ha- silver like practically comes on him <laughs> oh he is such a coomer
1: He is on the mind, just going, I love you, Hangman. I love you so much. I'm so happy you're here.
0: Um, And Hangman's just like, yeah. I get it. Um, And he says, you know what? Next week, I will give you a definitive answer. And all the Dark Order are going like, yes. He's going to say yes. I'm I'm thinking
1: from a character perspective, he's like, if we win the match, I'll say yes. If we lose, I'll say no.
0: I can see that. But, uh, basically, they start celebrating, it's like, yeah, he's gonna say yes! And then the camera slowly pans, and Hank Manhattan barely walked out of the scene, and he's just kind of, like, giggling. It's like, these guys are so silly. I kind of dig hanging out with them. It's just fun. This is the most fun I've had here in quite some time, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Um... But then we got an announcement, which is that the first-ever AEW Awards will be airing on uh, Bleacher Report, which is on one of the uh, pay-per-view websites. It's, it's a thing on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be happening, I think, right before Dynamite on the 27th. Um, and uh, we do have a—you could, like—here's the, the cool thing about this. This isn't like WWE where we're doing the slammies and we're just giving it to whoever we like best. They're having the fans vote on this. They picked the nominees, but it's fans choice, much like Nickelodeon. So um we do have a full list of all the awards and all the nominees. I have it up here. Do we wanna go down this and say who all we voted for?
0: I haven't I haven't checked the to the vote anything yet, so I have it was working while I was watching Dynamite
1: last night, so
0: I hadn't. Um, like, here's the thing: I saw that they were doing the awards, and I was like, "Oh, this is just one of those things. These worked things to to build hype for something." Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, yeah, you can actually
1: go to aewawards.com and vote right now, um, but I do have the nominees here if you want to go over it. Sure, let's go over some of these. Okay, so Best Moment on the Mic is the first award, and the nominees are MJF We Deserve Better Speech, Cody Rhodes Accepts Dog Collar Match, John Moxley Accepts Inner Circle Invitation, Brandy Rhodes Confronts Jade Cargill, and Orange, Cass- Orange Cassidy Debates Chris Jericho. I voted for Orange Cassidy Debates Chris yeah. Jericho. Yeah. All those moments are great, but like, I don't like except for Cody Dog collar match acceptance. That was that was a nothing promo. No. Cody had like five great promos this year, and they picked the one like nothing promo he did.
0: Again, it, it, that what that's what makes me think it's much more of like a worked kind of thing. It's meant to to build hype for specific things. Also, mm-hmm. that was the only that was the, like one of the major promo moments with Brody Lee, and they may have wanted to have something with him in it. Yeah. He, he Him and his influence are on a bunch of nominations, I'll say that. Yeah.
1: Like, that's, I think, the reason why that's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we had Biggest Surprise, and the nominations for that are Matt Hardy's debut, Jake the Snake Roberts confronts Cody, Brand uh, Brody Lee arrives as the Exalted One, Sting's AEW debut, and Miro revealed as the best man. Now... I feel like the right choice for this is Sting's AEW debut. However, Cody blatantly called him out during the first TNT title match. So I was kind of just like, it's only a matter of time until Sting shows up. I wasn't expecting him to show up when he did, but I always had it in the back of my head since that moment that Sting is probably going to show up in AEW soon. Yeah. So I went with Brody Lee arrives as the exalted one. Because... It was a complete wild card. We all thought it was going to be Matt Hardy, and then it was Brody Lee, and we all lost it because it was a swerve, but it was an awesome swerve.
0: Yeah, definitely Brody Lee, especially because like it's a, like it's just good. Yeah, Brody Lee. Uh, then we had breakout male star of
1: the year, and the nominations are Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and John Silver. Ooh. Ooh. now see I want to vote for John because I feel like he's having a real breakout moment but like like he's on the verge of it but like this has been Orange Cassidy's year
0: ooh i Eddie Kingston really like Orange Cassidy got him like did a lot of cool shit but like Eddie Kingston has by being put in front of this major audience has revolutionized what people think of professional wrestling. That's fair.
1: See, I don't even remember what I went with on this. So, like, I'm kind of torn as to what my choice would be now. But I know I definitely didn't go with Darby, because, like, I like Darby, but they've been pushing him since AEW began.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Then we had a breakout female star, and the nominations for that were Hikaru Shida, Anna J, Tay Conte, or Conti, sorry, I always make that mistake, Big Swole,
0: and Penelope Ford. I'm being called, so hold on a moment.
1: Uh, okay.
0: I'm going to the BRB. Oh. Uh... No, my camera is just like a good few seconds behind.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, let's deal with it all.
0: Yeah. No, it's just it's just on my camera right now because I find I am finding this hilarious. Is the audio fine? I guess. I mean I mean. Yeah, no, like I'm now just sitting in my chair on the camera feed. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you tell me uh, about the uh next next, uh, the the women that were nominated. Okay, um,
1: uh, female breakout star of the year, Hikaru Shida, Anna J, Tay Conti, and uh, Big Swole and Penelope Ford.
0: Hmm. Part Part of me wants to say Tay Conti. Really? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Penelope Ford, maybe. I feel like
1: I voted for Hikaru Shida because she's the champion and she kind of came out of nowhere. She went from being one of the Joshis in AEW to being THE Joshi in AEW. Um, granted, not all of that was because of her, but still. Um, and I feel like runner-up is Anna J because she only finished wrestling school like a month ago. Almost the entire time she's been on AEW, she's still been a trainee and yet she immediately took to it and was competing at a championship level. That's kind of incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you want to vote for Tay Conte, she's cool, too. I don't too. know. I was just, it was just a thought. It was just, like, it, she seems to be really good, really improved. And a JT. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about her more tonight, or later tonight. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Then there was Biggest Beatdown, and the nominees for that are Inner Circle jumps Orange Cassidy, Dark Order attacks Nightmare Family, Nilo Rose puts Riho and Sheeta through tables, Brian Cage sneak attacks John Moxley, the and The Nightmare Family and Inner Circle Brawl. I went for uh, uh, Dark Order attacks
0: The Nightmare Family. What was some of the other ones? Okay. You just said them, I'm sorry. Uh, Inner Circle jumps Orange Cassidy,
1: Nyla Rose puts Riho and Sheeta through tables, Brian Cage sneak attacks
0: John Moxley, and the Nightmare Family and Inner Circle brawl. I can see that one, but, like... Nyla Rose putting Riho and Hikaru Shida through tables define the women's division for months. That's true. But also, like, the lat.
1: Literally the last time I was left on the edge of my seat by AEW was when the Dark Order beat down the Nightmare Family after Cody had just lost the TNT title to Brody League. Yeah. Yeah, it was a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, best High Flyer, Ray Phoenix, Mark Quinn, Nick Jackson, or Pac? Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Hardest moment to clean up after. This is a gag award, but the nominees are Orange Cassidy drops orange juice on the inner circle, Parking Lot Brawl, The Bunkhouse Match, Big Swole Dumps Garbage on Britt Baker. I went for the Parking Lot Brawl just because, like, they legitimately fucked up cars in that. That's going to take a while to get this toad out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Biggest WTF moment. Cody Rhodes steel cage moonsault. Sammy Guevara hit by golf cart. Kenny Omega wins AEW World Championship and walks out of AEW. Bloody Doctor Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida. Young Bucks frog splash off stadium railing. It's no contest. It's Kenny walking out after yeah, winning Ken- the
0: title. But if you but like that, but if you take that out, it's Sammy getting hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. LOL Award, uh, Jericho and MJF lay dinner debonair, Bert Baker waxes Tony Schiavone, is that like slang for roasts?
0: No, she waxed Tony Schiavone. Oh
1: shit, I completely forgot about that, sorry. Uh, Young Bucks kick MJF into swimming pool, Inner Circle Vegas trip. I went for Young Bucks kick MJF into swimming pool.
0: What was the first one? What was the first one?
1: Uh, late Dinner Debonair.
0: Yeah. Nah. Sw- swimming pool. Yeah. Just because, it, like, it's rude. It, it,
1: tries to help him up and then flips him off. Uh. Best Twitter follow? MJF, Orange Cassidy, Dr. Britt Baker, or Nyla Rose?
0: Hmm. Orange Cassidy barely posts. Yeah. And considering it's Twitter, you barely want to be there anyway, so yeah.
1: <laughs> I went for MJF just because I feel like he's the best at roasting people, and that's kind of what Twitter's all about these days. Yeah. Um, And then the final award is Bleacher Report Pay-Per-View Moment of the Year. Stadium Stampede, Moxley Wins AEW Championship, Cheetah wins AEW Women's Championship, Omega and Paige defeat the Young Bucks, Darby Allen wins the TNT title from Cody, and the Young Bucks win the AEW Tag Team title. Stadium Stampede.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Also, Bucks FTR, though.
1: It's true, but, like, I never had more f- fun this year than watching Stadium Stampede live with you.
0: Yeah. And when we were just trying to fucking predict what they were going to do. Uh-huh. And then they
1: just got even more creative than we did.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember uh, we were freaking out about the 100-yard uh, uh, Northern Lake Suplex. And we we kept going, like, there's no way they're going to get all the way to the end. There's no way. And then they yeah. were there.
1: Um, uh, but then uh, the next uh, bit is yours.
0: All right. Hi. <sighs> Daja is backstage with uh, the Elite, Kenny Omega, Zipbox, but Don Callis is there, and they're talking about like, oh yeah, we're about to go out and do all that kind of stuff, and Don Callis brings up and like, hey, why don't we have Kenny do his entrance, and you, Tag Team Champions, do your entrance? It means everybody gets the, everybody deserves the glory that they deserve, mm-hmm. essentially. And Bucks would go like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Sure, let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. And Don goes like, I like the elite entrance. B, elite. <laughs> Be elite. B, D, elite. Okay. Um, and so they agree. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Don Cox goes like, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Omega out there fighting with his best friends. And it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And so Kenny does his entrance, does the whole nine yards. <clears throat> and then and then uh and then Jake Ro- Jake J- Justin Justin Roberts. Roberts my mind can't remember names Sorry. tonight apparently. Uh Justin Roberts starts announcing the tag, the partners for Kenny Omega and he brings in the good brothers Doc Ga- dot gallows and carl anderson
1: and just immediately, backstage footage of the Bucks and Tony Kong looking on, like,
0: God fucking damn it, we should have seen this coming. And you know, like, Don Callis is paying them, so, like, nothing Tony Kong can do. Uh-huh. Like, he can't just say, like, he didn't sign a contract. So, no, you signed, like, Tony, Don Callis is. Don Callis signed a contract to Kenny Omega, who has an AEW contract. So, like. Mm hmm. It's loopholes and loopholes and they have a fun match. Actually Varsity Blondes and um uh Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight uh got some actual offense in, which was nice. I
1: was shocked. I thought it was gonna be a five
0: minute swash. Uh no, it was a little bit more competitive. Um they did go into picture in picture. Yeah. But like they legitimately
1: made Danny Limelight look like ten bucks
0: yeah uh but eventually uh uh kenny and the uh the bros get the win they're the celebrating super elite. the super elite uh the impactful elite. uh impactful elite yeah um, um they win but then people come in and go like nah fuck you pull apart brawl uh, moxie comes in and goes like fuck you kenny omega Bucks go out and go, like, hey, guys, chill, relax. Then the Lucha Bros come in and go, like, we want those belts. Give us those belts. And they super kick the Bucks in the face. Uh, It just becomes a big fucking... It's a mess. And Mm -hmm. that's what the Elite storyline is. It's a big old mess. Yeah. In a good way. Really, Really interesting, because going into this show
1: i was expecting it to be uh the bucks are going to be reluctant heels for a few weeks until eventually adam page comes out with the dark order and is basically like guys what the fuck are you doing and they're like the fuck are you doing you're with the dark order nah big brawl but um the bucks still getting screwed out of things and just basically being p- uh, played around with by don Callis is super interesting And it also finally, like, really gave us a solid picture of where Kenny's head at is right now. And I've always kind of suspected this, but I feel like this episode confirmed it, which is he doesn't give a shit about anything as long as he's still in high-profile matches and at least around the title. Like, he will let Don do whatever he wants as long as he's still close to the title.
0: And I mean... There's there were hints of that kind of characterization for forever. Remember how much he pray like, he pat himself on the back when he got that seven star match.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like just perfectly in this segment, he literally says to the Bucks like, "All right, so are we gonna do the elite thing when we go out? Uh, is that what we're doing?" And then Don's just like, "No, no, no, you do your entrance," and then Bucks, you do your entrance, and then when the Good Brothers come out. I was half expecting Kenny to be like, "What?" I thought Bucks,
0: but he's just me like, "Okay, good brothers, let's do it." Like he like, I, like Kenny Omega is doesn't isn't looking for the shortcut to get what he wants, but like he will take every shortcut he can. It's like, "Okay, cool, I can do that, sweet." Yeah. Also, oh, I need to do five it... E triggers and a one winged angel to win this. Sweet, I'll do that. Oh, I can get away with it while you cheating? Sweet. I'll do that. Also,
1: this was the AEW in-ring debut of the Good Brothers. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is the best they've looked since New Japan. Yeah? Like, I legitimately loved them in this match. I went from, like, after this whole Kenny Omega-Good Brothers relationship began, um, like sort of serendipitously, because these figures had been announced weeks and weeks, months and months ahead of time, Super 7 put up the pre-orders for the Good Brothers um, and I was like, those look neat, but I don't need the Good Brothers. I don't feel like I need them on my shelf, so I'll pass on them for now. After this match, I was like, I gotta get fucking
0: Good Brothers pre-ordering! Get the Good Bros! Maybe one day mm-hmm. you'll get AEW Unrivaled after all the other waves kind of come mm-hmm. out. I've got like part of Wave 2 and Wave 3
1: secured. I still need to find a way to get Pac, Mox, and the Lucha Brothers.
0: Uh
1: but uh yeah, I guess do I have the next thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh Rebel welcomes us to the dynamite debut of Brit Baker's uh, AEW Dark segment, The Waiting Room, which is basically kind of like a late-night talk show, um, or like a- uh, like a daytime- It's not- It's a modern Piper's pit. Yeah. It's- it's a modern Piper's pit, but not just being Piper's pit. They're doing their own kind of thing with it and taking inspiration from modern talk show trends, which I really appreciate after shit like a moment of bliss existing. Um, but, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Rebel introduces Britt Baker. Uh, Britt comes out, and she uh, basically does a, a monologue. She she goes like, hey, everybody, check under your seats, and there's nothing there. Ha-ha, gotcha. Um, then she uh, talks up Cody and Go Big Show, um, and eventually just goes like, yeah, it's crazy the, the amount of celebrity on that judges panel, and then Cody Rhodes is also there. Just fucking poking fun at him. Uh, and then she goes she like... She also
0: made a great joke about his fucking tattoo. Yeah. Cody, what is, what is going on with you? Um, You've got
1: all these feuds going on. You need to go ahead and pick one already. And let's hope it's not a bad decision like that thing on your neck is basically what she said.
0: Uh, and as he's walking wow. in, he's just pointing at it. He's like, yeah, I got this neck tattoo now.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I got this so people would have something to joke about with me. Uh, um, but then Cody comes out, and, like, they make a joke about him having too much pyro for his entrance because they like sparklers and, like, shine them in his face. We met the contractual obligation like... pyro. Yeah. Um, and Britt uh, congratulates him on being a father-to-be, um, and then, like makes the most amazing joke ever of just going like, yeah, your kid's probably going to have an action figure before
0: I do. And I was like, oh. Oh, just thought, you know what they need to do for Britt Baker? She needs to come with a separate head with the bloody nose. Oh, hell yeah. Like, this line isn't afraid
1: of doing that, too. They had the Bloodburners 2-pack. I'd be excited. If that's just
0: a ringside collectible, because that was a ringside collectible, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. If if the bloody nose is only ringside, like fine. But like, dude. Uh huh. Uh,
1: but she asks Cody about to talk a little bit about Go Big Show, and he starts to say anything, and then Brits like, "Oh shit, I forgot. I have another guest, Jade." And Jade Cargill comes out, and Deadass looks like an Amazon. Like, I, f- I did not realize how big Jade Cargill was, or is, until this segment. Because she towers over Cody, um, and she takes the mic right out of his hand, and is basically like, nobody gives a damn about Brandy being pregnant. Where the fuck is my opponent? I've been waiting for a match for how long now? Um, And basically just threatens to kick Brandy's ass if she ever comes back. She sucker punches Cody... Red Velvet comes out to try and make a save and looks like an
0: Opal Opa compared to her. She is like two heads shorter. Yeah. She's one head taller so than just, Cody. Yeah. So they just pushes her,
1: slaps, slaps. Cody yells for the audience to pull them apart. And it just completely breaks down. And Brick grabs her phone, starts taking pictures, and then gets her beat down of Thunder Rosa playing on the Titan Tron. Which then gets interrupted by Thunder Rosa's cell phone. She's calling in to cut a promo. Um, they need to secure that FaceTime. Yeah. She basically says that the only reason Britt has the talk, the talk show is because she likes to stick her nose in other people's business, but soon she will have to actually do the work and wrestle. Nice nod to Cody. Um, she says that Tony Connor uh, told her she. T- Uh, He wants to give them a big stage, so the match will now be at beach break, because this match was originally supposed to be on this episode of Dynamite, and then Thunder Rosa was exposed to people who tested positive for COVID, so she had to be pulled from the show. That's why we got the waiting room on this show. Um, And Britt just immediately starts flipping out and is like, Tony Khan told me I wouldn't have to wrestle that match. He said it wasn't going to happen. And you're full of, you're full of shit, you're full of shit, and then the match graphic comes up and she just starts freaking out and crying.
0: <laughs> Fucking perfect. And that's how it ended. Perfect. Oh god. Uh, Jade Cargill, are like you I've shown you the storm cosplay, haven't I? Step on me, mommy. Alright, you're not in the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is March mean... Media Wrestling Podcast, uh, the podcast where I and I alone talk about wrestling for the week.
1: You had to know that was coming. You do I do I know. need to
0: get the horny bat? Do I need to get a horny bat for you?
1: I mean Sting's got a bat, Jericho's got a bat. I hear Taz bought a bunch of bats. So You can have a bat, too. It's not gimmick infringement at this point. No, no, it's a meme. Have you not seen the fucking doge with the I know fucking... what you're talking. I know what you're talking. The horny talking. bat? Bonk? Like, here's the thing, folks. I try to dial it back for content. I am far more horny in real life.
0: Sadly. Mm-hmm. Don't get him started on Supergirl. I mean you can but it's not appropriate but uh no this segment was okay (laughs) it was a little jumbled and a little everywhere like yeah editing could have been tighter i also think maybe like i don't know i don't know what you could have done but like there's a good couple bits in this to kind of keep things going jay cargill versus brandy jay Mm -hmm. cargill versus red velvet uh, Brandy Rhodes sticking her nose and getting feud started, and uh, Thunder. Rosa I love that they
1: advertised
0: this as a Cody segment, and he didn't say a fucking word. Honestly, that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Because like that's that's kind of the like, I don't want to say a joke, but it's like the, the it's the thing that a lot of people kind of slag off AEW, and people even like AEW go like, yeah, Cody gets a lot of a lot of promo time. Cody gets a lot of spotlight. And it's nice to kind of like lampshade it a little bit of like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna interview Cody. Cody doesn't get to say a thing. It's all the women's division, and it, and he's just I, using his name to make people pay attention. I almost feel like Tony Khan had to have been like,
1: you want women's wrestling on my
0: show? Fine, I'm gonna swerve you into women's wrestling on my show. But like, no, that's good. We have a good couple great women's feuds going on. Uh huh. And we can
1: all please stop joking about there being women's feuds on the show. Please? Please? Please, Mr. Davis?
0: Uh, but, yeah, because we have Jade and her whole situation. We have Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. We have Nyla Rose going after shit. We have Karo Sheeta. Sheeta may
1: still be going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It was
1: good. Yeah, I liked it. Um Oh, you got the next thing.
0: Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Oh, I, oh, I.
1: oh so uh,
0: Jurassic Express versus F T R. This was a match uh, basically done up because Marco is a salty boy. Mm-hmm. Why is my There we go. It wouldn't it wouldn't scroll oh. for a second. Because it wasn't on, it, like the browser wasn't the active app. No, Marco is
1: the epitome of short person who's angry at their shorts. So whenever somebody goes, Haha, you're short," he just goes, "Fuck you, I'm gonna kill you."
0: Yeah, but basically that's that's been the build in the feud. Fcr is going like, "Hey, you're a bunch of fuck." Like they're playing Jim Cornette. Uh huh. They're playing Jim Cornette without being Jim Cornette. Yeah. Which uh. Fucking A, don't ever be a Jim Cornette. But
1: they actually are those kind of people in real life. Like, um, but they're honorable about it. Like, fucking when FDR first debuted in AEW, they had an interview somewhere. I want to say it was the Jericho podcast. And I distinctly remember Dax saying, like, no, my job is to get these younger guys over. I am going to get these younger guys so fucking over, you are not going to believe it. I don't give a shit if Jungle Boy doesn't like me. I'm gonna get his ass over.
0: Honestly, I feel that's, like a lot of that stuff was a work. Like, I feel like they work. A, they try and work us a lot more than they shoot. Probably. You know? Yeah. But yeah, they were they were going like, yeah, Marco Stunt, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. And Marco goes like, you know what? You're not going up against Luchasaurus. You're going up against me and Jungle Boy. And they were like, okay, fucking great. We don't have to fight this guy. Sweet. So this is the match. Um, And basically, it's Jungle Boy and the human battering ram Marco Stunt versus FTR. Yeah. Because literally all Marco does is attempt spears and then slip out from in between FTR. It's great. And be set up for DDTs and Tornado DDTs and Hurakaranas by Jungle Boy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the whole match. It's pretty good tag team action. Uh, It ends when
1: Jurassic Express hits, or not Jurassic Express, FTR hits, not the Shatter Machine, but the big rig on Marco and wins.
0: We still got a, it's Wednesday, you know what that means today, uh, this time. Yeah.
1: I think Ross is
0: going to be doing that every week from now on. I hope so. Yeah. And once Ross isn't there anymore, Excalibur. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, I think whenever Ross and Shivani are ready to actually retire, or at least leave AEW, I think the new te- the new commentary team should be Excalibur
0: and Jericho. Excalibur, Jericho, Taz. Like, Jericho or Taz. Because him and Taz are great, too. That's
1: true. But Taz, ha- Taz has a way of getting off-topic.
0: <laughs> but it's hilarious. That's true. Um... um Here's the thing, Jim Ross is gonna retire long before Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Uh but it's Wednesday, you know what that means. Just it's great. Great. It's great, great. great. Um and this match was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, but like FDR wins, they get another they get a big substantial win after their uh Bucks match where they lost. Mm-hmm. So
1: like they're building that momentum back up, and remember, <coughs> it's a new year;
0: all the rankings have reset. Oh yeah, but I like how they said, "We're like, oh yeah, here's last year's rankings to see how impressive they were. Let's see where they're gonna go mm-hmm. now." Uh, that's brought up in the Brian Cage match later. Yeah, no, this was great, um, and it also it adds more fire underneath the ass of Jurassic Express.
1: Definitely,
0: like I have a feeling that's going to be the impetus behind uh whenever they do a trios thing of like yeah out of any trios team that they have i think jurassic express would like benefit from having a really good lead up in a tournament winning the belt and having that feel good baby face moment and then struggle to try and keep it like every match is a fucking war
1: they should be the first AEW
0: trios champions. I I feel that so strongly. But you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't be dominant champions. They should be like, no, we won and we got to put our effort in every single time to make sure we win. It's harder being at the top
1: than getting to the top.
0: Yeah. Um, but also like, I
1: literally just thought of that while we were talking about this match because all day today at work, I've just been thinking in the back of my head, like, Because of the Inner Circle segment, I've just been thinking, like, yeah, there's a lot of tag teams in AEW, and all of them I want to see as the champions at some point, but, like, in what order do you do that? And, like, Jurassic Express is pretty high on my list, but Trios Championships is a a pretty perfect answer to, like, halving that list.
0: Oh, yeah, very much so. Especially when you also remember Lucha Bros can half-pack... So, like, mm-hmm. they can be in there and also in the main title. It's like, yeah. Oh, man, just imagine the one time a faction like that gets both of them. Oh, damn.
1: Dude. You imagine know that- at, some point, at some point, they're going to make some stars. Some, like, huge stars. And there's going to be a free man faction that has the trios championships, the tag championships, and the world title. And it's going to come down to... The TNT champion, like, fucking holding down the fort against them.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be a great mid-card title feud. Oh, Mm -hmm. that'd be good. You know who it should be? It should be the family. Yes, the family versus Darby. Because guess what? They also have the bunny, and she can win the women's title. Mm -hmm. Completely draped in gold. It's one, and Eddie
1: Kingston's just like, there's one piece of the puzzle left, brother. He doesn't go brother. I, is...
0: He goes I, like, man! I, my man! Yeah. Man! Listen, man, he's a facts. You
1: But then the next match on Dynamite was... Tay Conte with the Dark Order Ooh. versus Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's World Championship.
0: I just... Did... This match was fucking awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, it was great. A lot of submissions, but also a lot of good, like, small strikes. It wasn't, like, big stuff. It was, like, no, it was intimate and, like, very... It was MMA.
1: Normally, I find strictly submission stuff to be kind of boring, but, like, this was so fast-paced and there was so much shit happening that, like, I could not take my eyes off the screen. It was such an amazing, intense match. Um, and, like, funny thing about this show, do you know what faction from WWE is currently represented in two different areas of AEW's roster right now? the Straight Edge Society. Because you've got Luke Gallows with Kenny Omega and Serena Deeb representing the, the NWA Women's Division. Yeah! Yeah, CM Punk to AEW confirmed.
0: Here's the thing about CM Punk going to AEW. Tony Khan is willing to put money down on music. So mm-hmm. you and here's the thing: WWE doesn't own the rights to Cult of Personality. Tony Khan can literally just go like, "Hey, we want to use a license for this and buy it," and then, ba-da-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da-da, oh, yes. everybody would just lose their fucking minds like, what? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then instantly,
0: like, I don't fucking care what else is going on. Reunite the Straight Edge Society. The only thing I can see that would be a really big hamper to CM Punk ever come to AEW is the possible bad blood he has with Colt Cabana right now. That's true. Um,
1: but also, uh, Conte looked fantastic. Oh in yeah, this, match. No. this, was, like, a making,
0: this was a star making. This was a star making run for Tate Conte. Teqante. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like
1: this also helped build the Dark Orders thing. If we're going to be better people. Every match her or Anna Jay has had so far, Anna Jay's been like, hey, let's cheat. And Ty's been like, no, we're not doing that. This match, all Anna Jay did was stand at ringside, and then when Ty lost, she held her hand
0: and was like, it's okay. It's okay. You did good. And when the Dark Order came out, they were like, yo, we're just doing this because it's our thing. We're just happy. We're, just, we're here to support our friends. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Also, I really love how the beginning of this match... JR is asking Excalibur, "Can you explain to me Muay Thai? What is Muay Thai? (laughs) Uh, It's a it's a form of striking and martial arts where you use your elbows and it's kickboxing. JR, it's kickboxing. Do you understand kickboxing? Yeah, I know kickboxing.
1: Hmm. Also, another cool thing about this match, this was a title match in 2021 that was won with a slam." Not a power slam, not a power bomb, not any kind of crazy fancy thing. Just Serena Deep slam, Tay
0: Conte to the mat and pinned her. I mean, you gotta build... Like, here's the thing. To make any false finish feel like a false finish, it needs to be believable. And they always use basic moves. And they never get the job done. So get, once in a while, getting a match where that gets the job done? Fuck yeah. It's like throwing in the towel or the time limit thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But, the, but then we have a couple updates for what's going to be happening next week, which isn't a bash. Mm-hmm. Which it was just, It's just a regular dynamite. But
1: that's as good as any other show.
0: Yep. Uh, we got uh, Hardy Party versus Top Flight and Matt Seidel, which is going to be fucking grumpy. There's going to be
1: so much jumping. There's going to be so much jumping, and JR is going to be so grumpy.
0: How many gifts do you think are going to be made from this match alone? 42 okay cool uh then we have uh, hangman in dark order versus th2 and chaos project yeah that's uh
1: john silver alex reynolds and colt cabana joining hangman so really interesting team
0: with the way colt cabana did his last match at the Brody lee tribute show fuck yeah give me that colt cabana a lot more i love that colt cabana <laughs>
1: Also, that match is being done in honor of the fact that next week is Minus One's birthday.
0: Like, I don't want to keep... I don't want to, like, say, let's keep the kid on the show because... No, the kid needs a normal childhood. When
1: it's appropriate, bring him in.
0: Because he it, like... I, I hate to put it this way, like, we're just fans of Dynamite. It He feels like... I don't want to say we know him, but it feels like... No, he he's like he's AEW kid. Everybody wants to take care of him. Yeah, and, I mean, wrestlers... he's signed
1: talent, so they got to use him at some. Point.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, like sign talent. You got to you got to make sure he's trained. You don't want him to be too green.
1: Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like uh, they are they aren't just using him on screen. They are legitimately like taking care of him and making sure he's all right during this very traumatic time in his life. Fucking Cody and the Dark Order took him to Disneyland
0: the other day. Yeah. And here's the thing, a lot of the focus has been on negative one because he's an older kid and he recognizes this his younger brother, is like what, 3? Yeah. He's barely going to remember any of this. Which mm-hmm. in a way is good. But in a way it's kind of like your dad, you're the only the only way you know your dad is the guy who's an evil dick on TV.
1: But still, you have that dynamite from a couple weeks ago that he's going to be able to go back and watch and go like, oh, shit, my dad was a guy people really loved and respected and were yeah. super broken up when he
0: was gone. And all the footage and all the home videos. And all, it like, But negative one, I like, being there for negative one in this very public way is nice. It, mm-hmm. it lets us know who got invested in this family, that, yeah, no, we're taking care of him. We're taking, like, yeah. we're we're being there for them. Mm-hmm. Also, this probably, like, remember, Negative Ones is a huge mark at this point. He loves wrestling. Yeah. To keep bringing him in is to go, like, it's just making him that more invested in the business, that much more, like, I love, like, a love of wrestling because, like, if they didn't do this, it, it, there could very well be uh, a timeline where Negative One just loses all the magic of wrestling and never wants to deal with it again.
1: I mean, I don't know how much you've watched of Dark Side of the Ring, but from that, the episode about All in Heart, I kind of get the feeling his kids hate wrestling. At least they hate Vince McMahon. Yeah. Which, you know, the fucking same. Yeah. Um, but, like, I,
0: I have a feeling AEW doesn't want Negative One to ever have they want Negative One to love wrestling the way Brody Lee loved wrestling. Yeah. Um. Uh. But we also are going to get an update from Miro and his uh, young boy, Chuck Taylor, which I think they're just going to localize it as Butler. But they're saying new Butler.
1: Yeah. But they already have, in that graphic, Chuck photoshopped into a tuxedo. And the
0: photo they used of him, he just looks so done. He's so defeated and destroyed. Just- uh, we're also getting Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch, ooh. Yes, please, check that shit into my veins. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And John Moxley's return to in-ring action announced for next week. What do you think it's going to be? Either he's going to
1: smoke a jobber, or he's going to, like, demand that one of the good
0: brothers come out and face him. You know what I was about to say in a very negative, kind of pessimistic way. Yeah, but we saw all those kind of matches in WWE. But I went, this ain't WWE. It's gonna be great. And this is
1: never, and they've never done something like that in AEW.
0: Yeah, never, but like never you know what I mean. Up,
1: all right, get your ass out in this ring. We're fighting.
0: But you know what I mean. Like you, you go like, oh yeah, John Moxley versus Carl Anderson. How many times was that on like SmackDown?
1: Well,
0: probably a couple dozen. Yeah, and like you go, like you immediately say that it's like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. But then you go like, oh yeah, it's Carl Anderson after leaving WWE, becoming Tramp and Impact, and in a hot as fuck angle involved, involving Kenny Omega, Dan's and it's... starting his own promotion. Oh, he's starting his own. Is it a? Is it a? Talk and shop. Talk and shop okay. is technically
1: his own promotion.
0: It's a promotion in the same way the, the 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 uh the broken universe is a promotion though. That's true. It's, uh, is the broken universe a promotion? Kinda?
1: It is in my heart. It is in my heart, Chris.
0: But yeah, no. Moxley, it's gonna be fun. Um yeah. but then we have the main event, the- sir.
1: In your main event, we have Brian Cage, the FTW champion, vers- with Team Taz, versus Darby Allen, the TNT champion, for the TNT championship. Taz on commentary, and Hook and Ricky Starks at ringside, but Powerhouse Hobbs has been barred from ringside due to past interference. This fucking match, dude. Just, like, fucking... I feel like both those guys before the match just went, let's see who can bump for who better.
0: And, I mean, because... that's, gotta, that's a big... That's not... I don't want to say a big, big ass, but it's, like, that takes talent from Brian Cage because you gotta make this you gotta make this guy who's smaller than you beat your ass believably like you can't just fucking boom you gotta you gotta toe that line you gotta know you gotta be subtle at different
1: points in the match. Brian Cage made Darby Allen look like both a raggedy and doll and the strongest twink on the face
0: of the earth. The biggest power bottom. I dare because you of how much in. he takes it.
1: He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Oh, he's uh, coming for this... you.
0: God
1: damn We'll be here all week. Uh, but no, this this
0: match. Yeah, was just insane. reach around to that uh, subscribe button, click it, keep following us. Yeah.
1: At one point, Darby gets flat out thrown out <laughs> from the middle of the ring into the timekeeper's table, and I swear to God that thing fucking imploded. Um, as well as some bladed? chairs. Do you think
0: he bladed or he legitimately got cut? Mm, I don't want to say he bladed, but because it's Darby fucking Allen. I don't think yeah. he bladed. I don't think he pur- like he put a blade there and did it on purpose. I think he got there and was like, "Oh, I kind of got a nick." Yeah. Um, there's a uh, for people who are listening. There's... I was rubbing my forehead as if he was trying to exaggerate it and exacerbate it. Hi Spotify. Hi Spotify. How
1: how you enjoying this this disaster of technical issues? Hey, We've been hey. okay
0: so far. I hope I didn't just. No no no. I got, I got my camera good. It's been running fine. It's not even doing the weird buffer thing anymore. And we're almost done. We're almost done.
1: Uh, fucking, there was a great spot where uh, Ricky Starks goes to interfere in the match. Uh, and then the lights go out for half a second. And then Sting is there. And he finally gets physical. He finally does something in AEW. He beat Ricky with the bat. And Ricky bumped like a motherfucker for it. Um... And then Darby won the match by hitting a crucifix
0: bomb from the middle rope on Brian Cage. Okay, so roundabout way of getting to this, WrestleTalk brought up Luke Owens, uh, a Reddit post or comment that he was shown that basically went, the whole reason this whole feud started was Taz came up to Darby after he lost with the crucifix and said, hey, I know what you did wrong. I can help you, I can train you. And Darby going, I know what I did wrong, I don't need you, bye. Fuck off. And Taz would, like, fuck this kid. And all this time, he, he's he been battling with him, at the end, he wins with a crucifix, because he knows how to fucking use it.
1: It's sort of like poetry, you know, they rhyme.
0: You know, it's like poetry, it rhymes.
1: Uh hmm uh but a, the, uh, you got the, you got the better be
0: you got the better George Lucas beard. Mine mine's Aww. too big. You got the George Lucas beard. I think I got the George Lucas hair. I am trying to grow mine out
1: though. I, I just recently started because and I guess I'm g- just going to fucking reveal this right now. Uh I'm going as Brody Lee for Halloween this year.
0: Uh shit. But um should I shave my head and go as John Silver? only if we can meet up
1: (laughs) (laughs) get Cody to put on a wig and be Alex
0: Reynolds (laughs) Uh, Um, why am I dressed uh, like this he's probably going to be Casey Jones again for the third year in a row but uh,
1: the show goes off the air with Darby like looking up dramatically at Sting like oh fuck thanks dad and, and Team Taz just kind of, like, slinking off to the back.
0: Yep. I have a feeling the next big feud for Brian Cage and all them is Sting. Uh-huh. While Sting is dealing with Darby. And, basically, they're going to be chasing after Sting. And Sting's not going to ignore him until his feud with Darby's done. And then it's back to them. Mm-hmm. So they have something to do, but Sting's doing something. It's a, it's a menage yeah. a trois. Plenty of able-bodied people are involved while Sting is very much
1: still getting re-ring
0: ready. I don't think he's ever going to be in the ring wrestle. I think it's just going to be cinematic. That's fair. Like, I have a feeling it's going to be cinematic... What's the... the, 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 the... It's going to be cinematic matches, but with a heavier focus on in-ring style. Mm. Like the final so part like the... of the final part of Money in the Bank this year,
1: mm. or like uh, what was it? Uh, the end of Gargano versus Champa? Possibly. I don't remember that. I I watched it once and I remember it being really boring.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's going to be a cinematic match, but it's going to be framed in the wrestling ring. It's not going to be a boneyard. It's not going to be a funhouse. It's not a stadium stampede. It's, It'll be a empty arena match. Empty arena, ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, a, or
1: like, a, they'll probably attach a gimmick name to it—a crow's nest match. Yeah. Um, but this—that but was dynamite.
0: This was that was dynamite, and this has been MMWP. <sighs> this this was a cluster. Honestly, I just expect nothing to work next week. <laughs> You try and contact me all day and go like, Chris, where are you? Chris, where are you? I'm fucking in Tampa in a broken down car. No weeds in Why? This is where I'm at.
1: You were magically teleported there by the angered gods of wrestling. My
0: phone's dead and it's like, what the fuck? I got 15 kilos of coke in the trunk and I'm going like, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Tell the people your socials. Hi, I'm Simeon
1: Scott. Uh, I'm the Vacuuminator. Sometimes you can find me at youtube.com/slash/thevacuuminator. You can find me at the Vacuuminator on Twitter at the underscore Vacuuminator on
0: Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna go watch this
1: N'Gaija trailer. Bye, guys.
0: Hi, I'm Chris boingo ryder Gaston. and I do video editorials and video essays on YouTube. Uh, you can find me at Rider. You can find me on Twitter at Boingo underscore writer, at Instagram at Boingo underscore Ryder, and you can join my Discord. A link to that is in the description. We talk about a bunch of shit. It's fun. It's great. Uh, but till then... Bye!